Oh, I know. The Nerd and Tie Podcast is unsurprisingly part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime, please go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord at nerdandtie.com slash discord. And this is the part the audience can't hear. This month on Nerd and Tie, we're technically recording the August episode in September because timing is weird. We're celebrating 10 years of Nerd and Tie being a thing that exists. And also, I should probably mention that we are live at No Brand Con 2023 in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. All right, and welcome to Nerd and Tie. I am one of your hosts, Trey Dorn. Joining me as always is Genjamin Prock. What up? And that's it. Uh, that's it. It's just us. It's just us this month. Uh, for unfortunate reasons, uh, Celeste has had a, uh, a tragedy in the family mm-hmm. um, that just occurred a couple of days ago. And so originally you were going to get all three of us. Now you're getting two of us, but we're... Uh, we're here and we're... We're alive. And we're sending, we're sending Celeste all all, all the, the love in the world, and the uh, please keep keep her and her family in your thoughts. And now that we started with the downer, um, as usual, let's try to <laughs> <laughs> let's attempt to recover what is a very weird episode because a lot of our plan hinged on all three of us being here. Yeah, oops. And so we are completely improvising what we are doing this month. We do have one news story that we want to talk about uh, in the convention scene, and then the rest of it, Lord knows what the hell we're doing. So we're going to find out. Hey, this weekend's already been a roller coaster. Why stop now? It's, it's a wild. So yeah, we are at NoBrandCon 2023 in, um, in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I almost instinctively said a different city's name right How there. How dare you? I... What the absolute... Fun things about being live at a place. (laughs) I don't know how much the mics picked that up, but you have to understand, listeners at home, if our mics did it, there was a a big, big noise. A big, 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 big noise that just happened. And our poor audience, like, we're not not speaking on amplified microphones, so our poor audience is having to listen to us try to now compete with whatever just happened in there. Uh, So... Yeah, we are at NoBrandCon 2023 in Stevens mm-hmm. Point. Uh, it is a, the first, this is the 20th NoBrandCon, but this is the first year it's in Stevens Point. So uh, it's been a heck of a time. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're forget the cosplay panel. I don't know what just happened in that other room. <laughs> All right, so since we always do start with news, we are going to start with one big story that's been happening over the past month in the convention scene, and that is something that happened at Gen Con at the beginning of August. And that is there was a $300,000 theft of collectible collectible cards at Gen Con during load-in this year. It's, uh, yeah. So obviously anyone who's ever vended at a con knows that there can be a bit of chaos during vendor Mm load-in. And, you know, it's, and I say this full disclosure, I am in fact the vendor and artist alley coordinator for No Brand Con 2023. Yep. But, like, it is, like, at a big show, like, if you've ever worked, like, uh, Gen Con or vended at, like, an ASEN, you know exactly how chaotic, like, vendor load-in is. And these two guys took advantage of it. They went in with, like, a pallet lifter and just went in, grabbed a pallet, and walked out casually. Now, these guys also were not wearing masks, and there are security cameras. 
Ah! So please don't Who think this is some genius guy. heist, you know? Ooh. Well, I'm just also saying it's like, I understand that everybody wears masks, but like no one also usually don't, doesn't think it's weird if you are wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm like, you days. have a socially acceptable way to get past security cameras right now, and you still, like a dumbass, stole the cards without it because the, uh, the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department um, have, in fact, uh, like they, they have, they've released photos of these guys. So, yeah, they stole $300,000 worth of, it's a combination of magic cards and a few other things. Um, and that was, like, back at the beginning of the month. They have issued an update to that story. Um, Indianapolis, I'm just going to read the update from the police. Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department detectives have developed a strong persons of interest regarding the theft of $300,000 worth of Magic the Gathering gaming cards from Gen Con Indy 2023. The, Police would like to speak with Thomas J. Dunbar, a.k.a. T.J. Dunbar, and Andrew Pearson Giammi, a.k.a. Pearson Giammi. Both are residents of New York City. So good oh. luck, guys. We all know who you yeah, are. Hecked up. Yeah, hecked up real bad there, guys. Like, it's, I mean, I'm a little surprised something like this hasn't happened sooner, right? Because, like, oh, yeah. And, you can socially engineer your way into most vendor rooms at big shows. Well, and, and like, theft from vendor rooms, artist alleys, is, at, like, it, rampant at the big show. Like, it is, it is, yeah, and it's, it's going to happen, it's happened at small shows. Like, it, oh, it, yeah. it historically oh, okay. has happened at Nobrain Con. We did have a, a little bit of a scare with one of our vendors here who thought they had, uh, like, $300 worth of Lorcana cards oh. get stolen. It turned out that their assistant put it under the table and didn't oh, tell them. Oh, goodness. <laughs> But it gave me nearly a panic attack because yeah. I knew that the, okay, the only people who had access to this room since you left it are other vendors and hotel staff. Because I go, locked it. And you, and, but of course, you know, it did not happen. But like, it's, so like in a small show like ours, like, there are only a limited number of vendors, right? Like, mm -hmm. after, like, during load-in, like, I recognize everybody in there. Like, yeah. I can spot a face that shouldn't be in there pretty easily. At a big show like this, though, where you've got so many vendors, like if you've ever been in the hall the size of the vendor room at Gen Con, the fact that nobody's socially engineered their way in there, because you walk in with a pallet jack, nobody checks. Nobody checks. Oh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a convention without a badge. Oh, yeah. That's the, the old and, and just like nobody cares because like, I'm wearing a staff shirt. And I, used to, I used to effectively pen test conventions for yeah. fun where I would buy a badge. I'd have a badge on me. And I tend to wear it tied to a loop around my uh, around my belt, and then I just hold it up to people when they need to see it, yeah. right? I used to do a test. I haven't bothered doing this in a while, but I used to do a test where I would slip the badge into my pocket, and I would just see how long I could go before someone asked me to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to name the convention, but I went three hours and got into every single room of this one convention, including their staff area, oh, wow. without anybody checking. And this was not a con where people knew me. Because wow. like there are there are conventions that I I go to where the staff knew me as a person and just already knew I was attending and so like those don't really count these this was I was a stranger to these people and I was able to get into their dealer room their staff room their everything uh, I you know it's the staff room I had no defense about but like <laughs> usually it was a because my plan is when I do this I got bolder because my plan is when I do this is that if someone stops me you're like oh I just forgot to and I show them my badge and I don't get in trouble. But, yeah, uh, yeah so, like, the fact that, like, um, it is way easier at a lot of cons to get away with certain things if you have people not paying attention. Yeah. So it's, like, 
the fact that this hasn't happened sooner, that the theft this large hasn't happened before, is actually kind of surprising to me. Yeah, and honestly, it's a good. Th- I, I mean, it's good. It's good that it hasn't happened before because that means security has been enough. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Or just nobody's thought to do this. I think no one's thought to do it. Yeah, that's way more likely. But hopefully this will encourage better security. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, it's lucky that, like, these guys didn't hide their faces and they got caught. Yeah. Well, like, it's like, on the one hand, smarter, it's like they thought to do something that no one thought to do before, but they didn't do it well enough to get away with it. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, hopefully the next guy's smart. Not hopefully. Uh, <laughs> no, not hopefully. I don't want oceans two to spiral. <laughs> this is more like puddles two. <laughs> These two little raindrops come in and take a pallet. Yeah. So that is that is the one actual real Our story. Only news for this that is the only real it. news. So it's. Like, the plan for this episode was to talk about the 10 years of the show that we've been doing and the weird kind of, like, change in things that's happened since we started doing the show. Yeah. Celeste is not here. Celeste is the only only person besides me who's been here since day one. Again, you joined us in 20... Well, 2017 is when you officially became part of the show. You had guested on episodes prior to that. Um, This is such a weird thing to be doing this podcast 10 years later. Uh, we started this podcast, actually, so not far down the road, um, the idea for this show uh, came to me randomly in the summer of 2013, in July of 2013, and uh, I was driving to the Northwoods that I was driving past WasabiCon oh, yeah. in Wausau, and uh, I knew I had some friends there. I had Celeste was there, but so was uh, Firsters, who used to be on the show, and I... Um, I was just driving through town and I was like, oh, maybe I'll stop and say hi. And I saw them pull out of the parking lot of the hotel to drive to get lunch. Mm-hmm. And I followed them. <laughs> like a weirdo. Yeah, like a weirdo. Yeah. I, I tailed them to, to the Dickies in Wausau <laughs> <sighs> from the convention hotel. And just like, yeah. Uh, I ended up getting lunch with, with, with Fur and Celeste, and I just like was like, hey, we should, because, like, you know, we're a bunch of white people. We get bored. I should be like, hey, we should do a podcast. That's so creative. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. Um, it was 2013. It was less common. That's true, but. <laughs> um, so I, I was just like, hey, the three of us should do a show. Um, Fur uh, actually suggested the idea, be name of the show be Nerd and Tie which is a name we have been stuck with. It's not a bad name, but none of the rest of us have a fetish for formal wear. No. So. And none of the other podcasts on the network have anything to do, really. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. So, like we, so we started the show on a budget of $0. Yep. Uh, I was using my iPhone headset plugged into my Mac. Oh, my gosh. Um, like, I think Fur was on a gaming headset, and Lord knows what Celeste was using. Um, Probably earbuds. Yeah, I don't... And, uh, and, like, you know, eventually... like And so we just started doing the show, and, you know, we we experimented a lot, but mostly we found our niche was convention news. Mm-hmm. And about well, a... Yeah. And at the time, that was a perfect, like, thing to settle on for 
a podcast because there were so many conventions and so much drama happening all the oh, time. Oh, God, yes. The Wisconsin con scene used to be fucking nuts. It was wild, y'all. Like, you have to understand, we had, like... So, GeekCon and DiceoCon are both gone, yeah. but they were, like... I mean, they were... I think... Okay, everybody involved in those things already knows what I think about them, so I don't think I'm actually going to, like, hurt anything if I just go full unfiltered on this. Go for it. Because usually I'm wearing my... I'm, I'm wearing my... Pretend there's no logo here on my shirt. <laughs> um, Unaffiliated. Don't look These are it. the opinions of Trey Dorn and maybe Nerd and Tie, but not the opinions of the convention we're at. Um, I have witnessed some of the most dysfunctional convention staffs between the two of them throughout the history of staffing. Let me tell you, a volunteer-run organization where somebody is worried about someone else usurping power is just, like, why? This is a hobby, guys. You're not, this is... The freaking power plays and like political tactics that they were using to like try to get each other like oh who's gonna be this head and like making your friends he's trying to oust me as cosplay head and i'm like but but you're you're not getting paid for that right no so what are you losing if you if if you lose being cosplay like what does he gain by being that like just a title please tell me what any of this actually means to your actual day-to-day life it's, there are people who, because they have so little power in their day-to-day life, the yeah, moment they, they get could... any kind, even in some just basic perceived field, will fall down a hole. So we had, like, a lot of stuff to go over. Uh, and then, you know, of course, we broadened out and talked about other people. And, uh, oh, God, that dominates a lot of our history. Yeah. There's a whole podcast y'all should listen to from about a month ago. Yes. Um, yep. But... So we started, and we started doing written convention news on the website in 2014, like a year in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we tried to be a pop culture blog also, but uh, nobody read that, and they only read the convention news. So yeah. we kept doing the convention news and, and podcasts, and that's it. Because believe it or not, like if you have one thing that is 90% of your traffic, but you're doing like 80% of the work on this other thing, why are you doing the other thing? Don't. Don't do it. You're not having fun doing it. Nobody's reading it. Don't <laughs> do it. Don't stress yourself out that Don't much. stress yourself out. Do the thing that you're doing that no one else is doing that they do like. Yeah. Be you. There's a lot of do's in that. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so we started doing that, and then we started doing the, the text reporting. The text reporting is what got a lot of people to know who we were. Like, yes. it's the funny Those thing articles is it's got like, out there. Yeah, the articles got out there, and we covered... Um, some other notable things in the convention scene. Yeah. Um, other notable figures. Again, you should really listen to the July episode. Yes. Because one of those Go to the website. figures, one of those uh, public figures uh, sued us for seven years. And you will learn the whole story in that previous episode. Yeah, it took seven years. That didn't end until July of this year. Yes. Yeah, but we won, <laughs> so yay. yay! Yay, we won. Technically, yeah. So, so thank you, audience, for acknowledging that you are listening to what we're saying. Uh, <laughs> so it's been it's it's been strange. Uh, so like the expansion of this network, and I'd really like Celeste to be right here giving me a great anecdote about something about something, but we, we tried to expand other podcasts right away, so like we've eventually become a full network. Mm-hmm. Fur did a show for a whole two episodes and gave up on it. Always wanted to follow through that, man. Um, 
we ran a weird convention in 2016. Oh, yeah. That, that uh, probably would have kept going because Dobrik Con had moved to the Dells at that point. So we were like, we're going to start a new con in Eau Claire. Eau Claire can support a con. And then they tore down our hotel a month later. Yep. <laughs> and there, so uh, if, if you're ever wondering, hey, was there a thing called Nerd and Tie Expo? There was. Why doesn't it exist anymore? I mean, I guess you could show up on a weekend in that hospital that's on that site now. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so it's like we've tried lots of things. But we, what we found out, though, is that we started working with other people and just doing more podcasts and turn this into a network which is hilarious because the show you're listening to is technically our quote-unquote flagship podcast right it's got the name of the the network in it this is is our least listened to show yeah nobody the audience (laughs) in this room is probably larger than the audience of some episodes yeah thousands of people will read an article i write thousands of people will listen to our other shows yet the one that has the name in it it's like somebody does there's a very loyal set of listeners who do exist yes and we appreciate and we make it for them but i will i will admit that what's really happened is is that we've we've tried to uh make a product out of hanging out once a month i mean granted that's unhealthy right i mean yeah yeah but uh i'm realizing you know we could just like talk to each other yeah but why do but that I also have. Record it but I've also over things? the look over the last decade, I've bought thousands of dollars of recording equipment. We got to use it for something, right? <laughs> so it's God. We're only eighteen minutes in. Oh boy, uh, what's happening on the internet? <laughs> no, um. So it's uh, let's talk about No Brain Con then, since we're here. Oh yeah, and I mean. We have a long history. Like, we do. Personally with well, no I mean, Con. I'm a co-founder of No Brand Con. Exactly. Full disclosure. Yeah. I have been here since before it was a thing. Um, sometimes I like to tell people I named it. We actually just honestly don't remember who came up with the name. It was four of us in a room, and uh, it's a reference to Here Is Greenwood, um, which is an anime series that most people have not watched. Yeah. Never heard of it. In fact, most people hadn't watched it when we were watching it. But the end, so the end theme of Here's Greenwood is, has the English line, we are the no brand heroes. That's right. And so as a joke, like, so a group of us, like four of us, like had formed kind of an unofficial anime club at uh, UW Eau Claire. And we were invited to, no brand con actually has its origin in Wausau, Wisconsin. Most people don't know this. Um, because there was this little con that doesn't exist anymore called Westcon at the time. Oh. It, it ran for like five or six years um, at, the, at Wausau West High School. And um, one of the people who founded that when he was a high school student was uh, Kevin Tambernino, a.k.a. Oh. Vink. And uh, actually, Duct Tape Boy was originally conceived for Dang. Westcon. Okay, wow. Yeah. And so it was a character. Oh. It was a character Vink created to host the uh, Westcon cosplay contest, yeah. costume contest. And we were invited to run the anime room there. And so it was a joke because we had just watched here as Greenwood. Is we made uh, shirts, matching shirts, to run the anime room that said "No Brand Hero" on the front, and uh, like on Cafe Press, <laughs> because this was the year two thousand. Um, 
And so we went and we did it. So the four of us went, um, myself, Kevin Tambernino, uh, Terrence Clark, a.k.a. Meep, and our friend Topher Marole. Uh, we went and we uh, uh, ran the anime room. And what we're doing, we're just like, we should run. We were in the Excel Inn in Wausau, Wisconsin, the night before the con. And it was like, we should just run a convention. Because we all, was, WestCon was a sci-fi con. We wanted to go to an anime convention. And so uh, at the time, there were two anime conventions in the Midwest. There was Anime Central and Anime Iowa. We were people living in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And we did the math that we thought we could run an anime convention for less money than it would cost to go to one for the four of us. Wow. And I think we did. <laughs> yes. Because we, we, so we came with No Brand Con, because we were wearing the No Brand Hero shirts, we said, oh, we can call it No Brand Con. That's stupid. Let's come up with a better name later. We did not come up with a better name later. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are so... It's there were like there's a gaming convention that did happen later, and they called themselves Clearwater Con, and I was like, <gasps> I that's one of the that. names on the list that we said was stupid. Yeah, well, Eau Claire means clear water in French, just yeah. for those who don't care. Uh, but anyway, so like we 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 ran the first No Brand Con, like because this is we're at the 20th No Brand Con, which is fucking wild. In 2002, we ran the first No Brand Con on a budget of. $1,300 because, okay, we had an unofficial anime club, but we didn't want to actually be regulated by the university because we were meeting, like, we were joking around that we were a secret society and, like, we didn't want to grow. So we made a front organization. We made the Anime Appreciation Society of UW-Eau Claire. We got this one professor, uh, Professor Mystorovich, who's a poli-sci professor who just did not care about anything to be our sponsor. He just literally went, oh, yeah, I just put my name on the paperwork, and then we never... I mean, I saw him because I was a poli-sci major, but we never saw him again when, <laughs> in relation to the, the event. He just would sign a piece of paper every year for us. Nice. Um, we got the venue for free because it was the student union, and we were a student organization, and a student organization could reserve the rooms for no cost. We got our AV equipment for free because we just used TV carts because this is 2002. And for young people, TVs used to be big and CRTs. They were like big, heavy big things. Boxes. And you would wheel them in on a cart. On a tall we, uh, cart. This is back in the day where you could get away with running uh, fan subs in your anime rooms and not get permission from anime companies. It's a very different world now. Like, no, we're We operate on the up and up. We get legal permission to show all of our anime and stuff. But, like, back then, I had a VCD player hooked up to my PlayStation 1, and we burned fan subs yeah, onto if, a if VCD. Yeah, if you could get a physical copy, you played it. <laughs> It's no, we had to burn the we you couldn't play like a video file from a computer easily to a TV, so we yeah. were burning VCDs of the fan subs that were downloaded off of Hotwire, I think. <laughs> it was, and then we had we also had fan subs that were um that were VHS tapes that we would get from because back in the days with fan subbers, you would mail them a VHS tape for the cost and of the of shipping and they would send you back the fan subs of the thing recorded onto your tape it was it was the wild west and so we like our biggest expenses we brought in tiffany grant as a voice actor our first year i said it cost thirteen hundred dollars the money had to go somewhere uh we had to print some st like the program guide was a single sheet of printer paper stuff that i printed on the university printer for free 
Um, the uh, obviously we didn't have T-shirts. Uh, the uh, our badges, our security measure on our badges was that they were printed on Manila cardstock. <laughs> oh my god! And it was just one badge design where you would like mark off a box as to what kind of badge it was. Oh, that's where that came from. Yeah, because that wasn't that was used in like later in random later years, I think. I've seen that somewhere. I don't well, know it's, where. Well, I have, there, there, are, there are photos. Or have I of, seen like, the, like some of the early, early ones? I used it in I Unconventional mean, also for like the flashback thing. But also it. like we've just, yeah, we, we only did that the first year. Like the second year we just printed on regular cardstock and had different badge designs. Mm -hmm. Counterfeiting those badges is a lot easier than you think. <laughs> so, but like, oh yeah, and we tied them with yarn. Our, our budget for lanyards was we bought a, a thing of, of yarn. We still have a backup emergency yarn ball <laughs> in our stuff on the off chance we ever run out of lanyards. We have the yarn. I we mean, keep it in our in the convention storage unit. I, I held it in my hands two days ago. I'm I was, surprised it didn't turn out to be DIY con. Uh, it's like it. We had our vendor room had uh, like so we had like one vendor in the like there's this one vendor that I don't know if they exist anymore. I think they were called Goliath Games. They were they bought eight tables and we made them the island in the middle of the vendor room. So there was always a vendor next to you. And we only had like three other vendors. <laughs> we had a guy doing foam swords who was actually a guy I knew from high school. Um, we had a uh, Wayne McLeod of, of, yep. of Wayne's World. He used to vend all across the uh, the um, the Midwest. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but mm -hmm. he was a sci-fi vendor at cons. We had him. And then one of the vendors was Vink selling off his excess anime collection. <laughs> Vink was our one and only anime dealer because he he just had too much stuff. Uh, and then uh, yeah, there was the Vampire of the Masquerade LARP had a table. They ran that on Water Street. It, the bar district in Eau Claire. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like, our video game room was a Dreamcast in the lobby. <laughs> just the one. L literally just the one. And so we, we had people, yeah, it's... It was, and, and that convent, like all first year conventions lose money. That's kind of a general rule. And we did, we lost $20. It was my $20. I still have not been reimbursed. How dare. Um, and so like it, we, we uh, did not have a cosplay contest because we all came from, none of us had ever been to an anime con before. We'd all come from gaming and sci-fi cons. Like I actually grew up working conventions, but like, I was working as a volunteer at Gen Con in the 90s as a kid growing up in Milwaukee. Now, they thought I was in my mid-20s when I was 15, so because I wasn't legally allowed to actually be working for them, but no one checks your ID when you're six foot three and have a large vocabulary. And I just remember being asked, like, hey, you want to go out to the safe house with us after the, at tonight? And I was like, no, my mom's picking me up. <laughs> I was 15. I couldn't drive. Um, so I did that for years, and uh, Kevin had done Westcon for a few years, you know, and so the two of us kind of, but we came from science fiction and gaming conventions where costume contests are a thing, but they're not the thing they are at anime cons. No. And so we kept having people asking us when the cosplay contest was, and we kept having to tell them no. 
Um, also, we were only a two-day con. We were Friday, Saturday, because the we just couldn't get any rooms for Sunday <laughs> from the university. Um, so the second year, we had also forgotten to... So second year, we do this again. We, we, we figure out a lot more stuff. We have a dedicated video game room. Still, people walk up to us and go like, oh, hey, where's the cosplay contest? Oh, crap. Oops. The cosplay contest <laughs> happened when... Uh, so Kevin and Topher, as Duct Tape Boy and Green Boy, hosted the first costume contest in the uh, lounge outside the vendor room. Oh, gosh. Because it was the only space to do it. They did the judging themselves during it, having no preparation. Oh. And it was surprisingly... Like, the first Novan Con had about 100 attendees. The second one had about 200 attendees. It surprisingly went well, uh, but it was a, that's when we like, we've learned a lot over the last, you know, two decades by doing it wrong the first time yep. and just getting lucky that nobody noticed how much we screwed up. <laughs> hey, if you don't tell people you made a mistake, they don't know you made a mistake. Sure. I'm sure. Well, I mean, most of them, yes, it's, Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like that con evolved so large. So we eventually stopped being a, a student university organization um, because we had this like front organization to run the convention. But they started meeting on their own and actually kind of becoming a club. The gall of them, yeah. Um, how dare thinking that they actually get to become <laughs> an anime club for the like at the university. But the, we kept using their student, so there would be their real meetings, their their real meetings on Wednesday, and then our no brand con meetings on Thursday. We created them in part to use their student uh, financial account to keep money in the their activities account mm -hmm. with the university, and those accounts are really designed to just keep like a couple hundred dollars in it. They think oh. you're going to do a bake sale and have somewhere to put money. Our treasurer had access to that account. The anime club's treasurer did not. Oh. Which was fine. We got away with it. But uh, what happened was is that so we started running the con and we started doing better. And we had about 10 grand in an account where you're not really supposed to have more than like $200. And the university went, oh, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. We are not FDIC insured. Oh, no. Uh, and so they made us go get a real bank account. <laughs> and uh, Noah Brand Con grew up. And uh, so that's when we had to actually form the nonprofit No Brand Con Incorporated. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, we are. I describe us sometimes though as loophole con. We are 100% legally fulfilling every obligation we have to be. But we, we fall under, like, we went, what is the least effort we have to do to yep. be legal? Yep. We have found that path. We are a social club with less than $50,000 in cash at any point. Nah, 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 nah. nah church, nah, you got to nah. believe in something. Social club, you just, uh, as long as you're not paying anyone, you just need to put all of the money back into the event. Like it's our primary, uh, our primary source of income has to be people paying for memberships. So your attendee fee, that's our, that has to like account for, I, I don't remember if it's 80 or 90% of the income of the organization. And then all the money has to go into 
running social events for the organization, which is the con. This, the con. So many cons make the mistake of trying to go 501c3 and trying to find an excuse to have an educational purpose. I've been to those cons. There's, they're not fucking educational. No. I, I, well, I learned things. I learned the words to the Venga bus. Right? Like, I learned some things, but we they're like probably to party. not. We like, we like to party. Will you stop? You've been doing this for like a month. Don't we like, encourage We him. like to party. Don't encourage them. Can I get Stop a we it. like to party no. from the audience? To party. We like we like to party. Like to party. <laughs> Listeners, again, the is slowly dying thing, next to me. The only thing worse would be if Gabo was singing it. Oh, so Gabo is... So Stormwind no, Associates is one of the other podcasts on the network. There's a recurring NPC that Gen desperately hates named Gabo the Goblin. Because it's a... It's a bad guy that I let live. It's my fault he exists. And now he's part of the major villain. It's really annoying. Mostly Gabo is like a used car salesman, only also the general of an invading goblin army. Yeah. It's really annoying. I don't like him. It's but really now he's like integral to the story, so I can't do anything about it. I think he's Go and listen to Stormwood and Associates, and you will understand. Or just I listen mean. to the Meat Grinder oh, the season per- one. Yeah, season one Meat Grinder. Perfect. It's only a nine-episode season. It's a standalone story. Meat Grinder, he's introduced in that. Yep. And they locked him in a car trunk instead of killing him, <sighs> thus beginning Gen's pain forever. Yep. I did this to myself. Yeah, so it's like, t- so anyways. no brand con, <laughs> as we are at the 20th no brand con. Yes. Like, so, yeah, it's, uh, we kept growing in, the de- in Eau Claire, um, and then uh, we moved into, uh, so, NoBrandCon did not, moved out of, so, first three years, it was at the university. NoBrandCon 4 is the first year we went to a hotel. It went to a hotel because, so, in the spring at the UW-Eau Claire, there's this thing called the Viennese Ball. It's a big thing. Which is a big thing, it's mostly to get thing. money out of alumni. Yep. Um, and uh, they, uh, we could, so, we couldn't get any other weekend except for like we had to move to march and then anime detour scheduled themselves on our announced weekend and again we were in eau claire there in twin cities they were an hour away from us it would have so we had to we could not get a different weekend at the university and so we were forced to go to a hotel which is the luckiest thing that ever happened to us because we went to the plaza hotel r.i.p uh in eau claire wisconsin and held our first off-campus year there we then went to the uh, Ramada in downtown Eau Claire the year after that, which confused yeah. a lot of people because in 2004, the hotel that would become the, the, the plaza was the Ramada and had just become the plaza right before we went there in 2005. Yeah. So we told people, we're moving to the Ramada. A lot of people went, wait, we thought you were at the Ramada. And, you know, it's, we, we were there. We went there for five years, and then that place started going to crap. Rain started coming down in the video game room. Yep. Uh, and uh, when we went to the hotel, we were like, hey, this is a problem. There's water coming down on thousands of dollars of video game systems. Also, our video game room used to be everybody pulled the TVs out of their dorm rooms and their video game systems and just drove it all to the hotel. Yep. Uh, that was how we used to do a video game room. Um, 
it was just everybody's personal systems load and t- it, TVs loaded into a room. And so it was all our own personal TVs and video game systems getting water on them. And we were like, hey, why is this, why is this happening? And they went, oh, yeah, it's Sunday. That just happens. Yeah. It's Sunday. Yeah. That just happens. Yeah. So we went back to the plaza for another five years. And uh, they were kept raising their rates on us. So, and they were falling into disrepair. Yep. And so we moved to the Dells. And right after we moved to the Dells, the plaza went out of business and got demolished. Yep. And also... So that was honestly, like, good timing on that part. After we left the Ramada, they went out of business also. And the new owners reopened it without half of the conference space. Because, yeah, the parts where the water was coming in, they went, oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's not rent that to people. Oh, what a concept. What an idea. Well, they didn't go, let's fix it. <laughs> So who knows what weird water damage is down there, but still. Um, And so we uh, we stayed in the Dells for a while. And uh, who here has been to No Brand Con in the Wisconsin Dells? I just want to say a lot of the room raised their hands. Yeah, most of the room. Who there found anything at that con the first time they tried to find it? (laughs) We got like one hand up. It's... That, the Chula Vista Resort, when we left, we had attendee activities split across three levels. The first year we were there, it was across five. It's... There are anime rooms. The anime rooms, the first year we were there, I never found them. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's an absolute maze in there. I literally, like, the last year we were there, because the hotel kept giving them to us, the last year we were there, I just went, Zach, I need to see where these rooms are. We're never going to be here again. I need to find out where the heck these rooms on the map are. And, like, you have to go down to the basement and then up a half flight of stairs and then down a room, like, a hallway full of guest rooms. And then you get to them, and they are, like, this... Like, when I tell people it's like the back rooms, I need you to understand yes. I am not exaggerating. They are yes. yellow wallpapers with yellow-tinted lights. Uh. And the hotel, even though we told them we're not going to use them, set them up with water stations and, like, like tables. So you walk into this room set for a conference room that is never going to happen, and they're interconnected. Mm. And so, like, you're walking through these interconnected rooms of yellow light in like this half basement, there are no windows. Yep. In this half basement of a hotel, and it was like I wish I had taken photos. It was me and Zach at three in the morning on the Saturday of last year's No Brand Con, and it was like Zach is the hotel head for for No Brand Con these last couple of years, and it was the eeriest, weirdest exper- experience. We like you had to in in that hotel. So you got on the main level, you had. Um, Artist Alley and main programming and like the panel rooms and tabletop gaming. Yep. In the level below that, you had the video gaming and uh, you had the the dealer hall. Yep. And the stairway to get there looked like it wasn't stairs. It looked like it was just a door to the outside and you had to know the stairs were there to find them. And most people like couldn't even like find where they were so but mo- there was an elevator there was an elevator that most people went to. so there's a huge lot of people and now first off also you would think hey we could just put up signs the chula vista forbids you from putting any signs up on the walls 
So we had a confusing layout and no way to tell people how to get anywhere. Because I remember back at the plaza, like we had, we printed out like giant maps of the floor plan and just put them around the space. Yeah. And the Chula Vista is just a labyrinthian nightmare. And that's not even to tell you where how to get to the buffer room. Oh gosh. So to get to the buffer room, I don't. Think I ever there is an ele- first off the staff room is on another level and that's the it was the elevator out in the lobby right of that hotel that's also where the anime room was for most of the time we were there we eventually yep. moved that to the main floor to get to the multi-purpose room which is where boffer is held you had to get into an elevator we had to go to the ones marked for the steakhouse the chop house yes. restaurant and so you had to tell people, There's okay, so when the animator was upstairs, it was like, okay, so if you want to go to the animator, you want to go down that hall to that elevator. You want to go to the buffer room, go to this elevator that's marked for the steakhouse and hope that, like, you're not, bo- the, 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 the chop house people also hated us because when we did our dance and main programming, yes. it was audible in there. Yep. And the, sta- the chop house manager was so mad at us and, like, we complained, but then the hotel manager was like, oh, yeah, ignore that guy. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, that guy complains, just ignore him. Like, the, the restaurant management and the event management staff at that hotel were apparently not friends. Oh, fine. And we got to be the pawn in their little private war. Yay. So, like, for those of you who are at NoBrandCon, would you consider this to be a better layout of a convention center? Yeah. Yes. I haven't mentioned them, so this is a better layout just for you describing Yeah. For reference, yeah. for audio reference, and for people who aren't here, the current hotel we're at in Stevens Point, the convention space is literally a giant rectangle with a big hall, one big hall. Everything's off of this one hall. It is so easy to navigate. You just walk down the hall and you look. Well, at it's, the a it's a T. It's a T. Because we've got the one hall. It's a T. It's a T. But everything's off of it. But like, yeah, yeah, it's so easy to find anything. Like, and the spaces are huge. Yeah. It is, it is the, the, it's like the best ideal layout for a small con. It is. It really Which is. Which is unfortunately what we are. Well. <laughs> yeah, no Brent Con lost some attendance this year, which was a risk with the move. It's always a risk with moving. I can tell you the exact attendance of no Brent Con right now. As of this moment. Oh, getting some stats up in here. This is a warm body count. This is exclusive because there, there, there are pre-registrants who paid and never showed up. This is not a paid attendance. This is a warm bodies. The current number is only 467. Woo! <laughs> Which is about where we were at No Brandcon 5. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know. Hey, we got people here. Yeah, but who here has had a good time at No Brand Con? <laughs> and that's what's important. Right, quality over quantity. Look, I'll take a great convention with a few people than a lousy convention with a bunch. Right, and, and for, for us especially, like, no recon, and I know a lot of my personal friends say this, like, for, for my friend group, a lot of us were like part of no brand con staff in the past and we continue to come to this con because we know all of our friends are going to be here this is a very friend con for us 
and it's just like oh going to Nova and seeing all the friends seeing everybody's faces in person because i've been a hermit for this past year it's just oh god though, yeah i don't even though it's small I don't, like, I, don't, I don't really care <laughs> like because yeah. i get to see people well and like you can actually yeah well that's the whole thing is it's like i think this is a i think it's a pretty friendly atmosphere yeah i think we're friendly people i think you're all friendly people i think yeah. it's weird that you came to see this weird podcast yeah, it's why amazingly did you do this? that so few of you <laughs> left after we started. And so, okay, right now it is 1244. That's really helpful for listeners at home. Yes, listener, whatever listener. time your clock says it is, ignore it's it. Wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's actually 1244. It's 1244. You're late. <laughs> you are late for that thing. You are there already. How you are late. You? What is what wrong you with you? The heck, Bob? <laughs> Don't Bob, what keys. is wrong with you, Bob? Why didn't you grab your keys? You're disappointing keys. your mother They're again, Bob. The They're right there. Just grab the keys and then you need to be trying leave. harder, You're Robert. Be late. Robert, what are you doing? Damn it, Robert! Come on. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> anyways, I wanted hey, we to. We warned you there was going to be improv. <laughs> I was wondering if anybody had any questions that they wanted to ask or if there's anything that they wanted to say, since apparently some of you know who well, we are. Also, um, at some point, maybe I could talk about my history with the con. Oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. You talked about the whole history of the con because you were there. I'm old. You are, but it's okay. You can talk again. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I I'm just feel sorry. Trey's excellent at talking. And I am too polite to interrupt them, Gen even though to they've told me I, I should. I want Gen to interrupt me. <laughs> I know, but I... <laughs> no, Gen, it's impolite Gen, for me to interrupt. stop explaining about the interrupting no. and say the words you actually want to say. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was staff of No Recon. Um, uh, I have a terrible memory for dates, so excuse me. My memory is garbage. Um, but basically, I graduated high school in 2008, and I, I was a weeb, and I didn't even know it because I took Japanese in high school. I took Japanese language in my high school for four years, and I knew nothing about anime conventions. And I don't know how I heard about Nobrancon. And <laughs> my first Nobrancon was it was back in the Ramada. You're from Eau Claire, and you took Japanese for four years. You and definitely heard it from somebody. Oh, <laughs> apparently, but I'd never gone. Until like the 08 year, I yeah. think. Well, that's um, about when it would have been appropriate for you to go. Exactly. Um, and I think that's when we started emailing high schools. That may like, have Like mailing high school yeah, anime yeah, with clubs. With the mailing list. Yeah. That may have been it. Yeah. Um, and I and actually. I mean actual mail, physical mail, like not we email. Like you letters. and I technically met. Sure, we did. <laughs> okay. No, no. Two specific but. occasions that I remember seeing you because you are large and intimidating when someone doesn't know how lovely you are. I mean, I'm large. When when you are like tired at a con and determined, and you have your like determined face on, people can misinterpret that as anger. Well, okay, so I'm also usually the person fixing problems. Exactly. And, and so <laughs> if you, you see like me, like, if you see me with a straight expression moving very quickly down a hallway, yep. there's probably a reason. Yes. And, I, like, I, and here I am, like, a little baboo, like, never been to a con before. Let's show the height difference between you and oh, I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, am still little Babu. I am a whopping five feet tall. I'm six foot three. So, um, but I remember like it was late. I was tired. I didn't know like what I was going to do or where my friends were. And like you like were like speeding by and you're like, don't fall asleep in the hallways. Oh. <laughs> you no camping. And it just like scared the crap out of me. Um, but I was, I participated in the cosplay contest and I scared the bejesus out of you. I, I used to host cosplay a lot. Because so. I was the Doraemon that jumped off the stage. I have no memory of this. Good, because <laughs> you were scared at the time. I, I had a little propeller. Oh, I head. do remember. That was, was you? That was me. The propeller is what, like, yeah. Yep. No, I... Wow, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't know where my brain was at that time. So wow. That, so that was technically our first, like... So the problem is also, like, for those of you who don't know me, I'm actually really bad with faces. Well, and my Masks face was, are like, great painted. because it gives me an excuse to not have to have recognized somebody until they talk. Because yeah. the problem is, is that, like... 90% of the people I meet, I don't recognize them until they talk without a mask. Oh, and it's even worse. Now you all get like, to live like me. <laughs> oh, and it's even worse at conventions where everybody's like... Oh, everybody at every convention looks and... exactly the same. Yeah. This is a theory I have. Yep. Um, I did conventions in Indiana for like seven... For, I lived in Indiana for seven years. And I did conventions there. And everyone, like I kept thinking I saw people I knew out of the corner of my eye. And they never were those people when I actually looked at them. But like, it's because... Everybody at every convention looks exactly the same. <laughs> like, it's there are types. There are types of people. I can see several of them in this room. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. It's mm -hmm. that's just the way people are. But that's the way you categorize them. Right. But it it does it, except for the one time it actually was Jeffro. Oh. At a small gaming convention. Oh. In Indiana. Okay. And it was just Jeffro badging the room. Wow. Oh. And that screwed with me. Mm. He's just a guy who staffs con, but he lives in like Wisconsin. So like. It was weird. It was weird. Mm. Understood. But yeah, eventually I um, went, I actually attended uh, University of Eau Claire. Yeah. Um, and I remember you when you, when you joined No Brand Con staff. Yes. Because yeah. um, one of the cool things about No Brand Con staff was that most of us were um, students of the university and there was an area in one of the cafeterias that was like our corner. Um, we, it was an extended- The tables. The tables, yeah. That's what we called them. Yeah. Um, and at any given point in time, on any given day, there was a somebody from the extended group of us yeah, that, that was, was at those that tables. That was started by my generation and was still happening and by still the time happened, you were yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And it was the same tables. So so it was this That building no longer exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the original student union we used to hold in also got torn down. Yep. It's gone. Look, if we leave your venue, odds are... <laughs> we're sorry. Are, are we sorry? It's going to get demolished or condemned. Yeah. I don't know if we're sorry or not. Good luck, Chula Vista. Have a good time. <laughs> Um, but it was, it was just a wonderful, like pre-built community that you could just slot yourself into and like, oh, I always have someone to eat with. I always have someone to hang out with, like on my downtime between classes. Like I can just go to these people and talk about anime and whatever and be weird. And they're not going to like 
judge me or bully me or anything. And then, like, there was the Anime Society, and there were... Um, Otaku Anonymous. Yep. Like, there were these different... Did you, Were you there for the era when we integrated the juggling club and took over the juggling club? None of us I, could juggle. I think that was before me. That was... Well, yeah, it's... I knew it happened. Yeah. I didn't know if it was still going, because I... No, like, I took a few years no. off of college, but I did graduate in, like, 2007. So, like, yeah. I was gone by the time you were there, but... Yeah, we took over the juggling club, which uh. met on Tuesdays and Thursdays after, like at like four in the afternoon. Okay. I learned how to do a Diablo. Oh, nice. Because I can't juggle. Oh, yeah. I was like treasurer of the juggling club, and I could <laughs> not juggle. That's great. We just like camped out and took over orgs. Yeah. Because we were bored. And, and like College. created... No rank on had like a rich society surrounding back then. Yeah, back then. yeah. I wish we still had that, but it's and and well, and honestly, I'm really glad that Dells, like yeah, I well. attended, like I was yeah. part of staff during um, the teens. Well, we had this great thing teens. when we were in Eau Claire that we met the uh, so there's a service learning requirement at UW Eau Claire. Yes. And we got it so we qualified as a nonprofit for the service learning requirement. That so we used awesome. to be able to get they do 20 hours. Yep. A service learning. They could knock out 15 of those hours just working the conventions. So go to five meetings and work the con. There's your service learning. Yeah. And so I got my service learning in college. But the Same. problem is <laughs> I in college was like, I was like one of the top people at No Brand Con at the time. And I had to, but a student can't sign for the organization. So I had to have one of my subordinates in the organization sign my service learning oh. as my supervisor. That's great. Because the only person above me in the organization was also a student. That's funny. So, like, yeah. It's, I had to be like, it was Paul. It was the Oh, yeah. I had to be like, Paul, uh, I need you to do something for me. I need Uh. you to lie and say you're my boss. Uh, so yeah, it's, so it was a, like, that's what I, I really missed that we were able to do, you know, do that for so yeah. long. Cause that kept, uh, like one of the keys to keeping any convention going is, uh, young and, and new staffers, because yeah. I don't know if you know this, but, uh, eventually you reach an age where you can't staff until four in the morning, get two hours of sleep and then work the rest of the day. Yeah. Somehow your body stops doing that at about 27. 27 is about the age like where it it's like, no, I want to sleep. Trey, you need to sleep now. Go to bed, Trey. Yeah, I'm 43. I'm still trying to do this nut stuff. That's I, like, If you hear my voice right now, I sound terrible, like compared to normal. Like I am losing my voice. And this is actually like, I actually did drink water this year. Ha-ha, this, is an, this is better than it's been sometimes. Good. Um, yeah, but it is it is twelve fifty five, so we should actually like okay. does anyone have anything that they want to say or yell at us since we are actually live in person and we've traditionally done that. Yeah. I'm betting Oh, Vega. Vega. Vega wants to know what do we want from the future from No Brand Con? Um more attendees. Yeah. <laughs> now honestly, like okay, so Steven's point, like, um and I'll talk about this the closing ceremonies in the no brand con capacity. Uh, if, if you come to that at like four o'clock, uh, I know a lot of people go home by then, but like, if you come to that four o'clock, uh, I, I think that, um, as long as we can make this work, uh, I'd like to stay in this hotel for a long time. I'd like to build in, uh, I would like to connect at the local, uni- like, so the problem is we're Labor Day weekend this year. And that means it was really hard to connect with the student population this year. Yeah. And I really want to like, I want to try to connect with 
kind of uh, the student orgs there and uh, work out like I want to get them working this con. No, um. Well, I'm at the very least, yeah. It's, at the very least, get. I want to find out Stephen's point is a service learning requirement. No, um. Right. I mean, at least get the student population to like know about this. Like, and let come them know attend. it exists because it's really hard. To, like, we advertised around town here a lot, but it's really hard to get the attention of people who aren't there yet. Yeah. You know, it's, so there's a, you know, there's I think there's but I really love this. I like for me when we were in um the Dells, the con never quite felt right. Well, what helps for this particular location, as opposed to the Dells specifically, um, and Is anybody we're in who's in town and not the woods. Yeah, anybody else who's been to the Dells could say like the Chula Vista Resort is, is some so pretty far away from look. I'll say it's else. got some pretty places to do some nice cosplay shoots on the grounds oh, yeah. of that resort. Um, I mean, here in Point, but if you want to get McDonald's, oh, go drive a half hour. Yeah. Whereas here, we got an Arby's across the parking lot. We got an Aldi's across the parking lot. Go get groceries and, like, keep, like, your mini fridge stocked in your room. Like, yeah. there's Let's so much stuff here. Yeah, so someone just said, yeah, there's no universal. The real problem with the Dells is, yeah, it's the, the population. There's only 10,000 people between the Dells and Lake Delton. There is no yeah. local population. It was 100% yeah. a tourism con. And what we really want to do, what we miss from Eau Claire is that we really want to be integrated into the community long term. Mm-hmm. Like, we want, like, we can't go back to Eau Claire, right? Like, there's no home there for the thing. So, like, being in a college town and being part of a town, Stevens Point feel, has a feel very similar to Eau Claire. It's not quite as big, but it's got a very similar feel as a town. Well, and um, plus, Stevens Point is, like, a... I'd, I'd Gen say also a, wants us to be here because Gen now lives I in live Stevens here. Point. So I get to stay at my house. <laughs> yes! In Eau Claire, I live, like, two blocks from Gen's parents. Yeah, it's but, weird. <laughs> it is weird. Uh, but Gen now lives in Stevens Point. So yes. you should come um, back to staff. Shush. <laughs> yes, Vega. Can you use your house as a, uh, another part of the con? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, because, like, my house parties is too aren't small. a thing. We could do, like, a house party on Saturday no. night. No, you'll scare well, my cats. No. <laughs> no. For those of you who can't hear on the podcast, hey, if we're version, doing a viewing room in my house, it's my choice. People are trying to harass Gen into making her house part of the convention. No, it's too far away. Well, you're not using it right now. You're here. Hush. All right. So, with that, it is where our time is about up. So, um, I'm gonna have to wrap this up. So, I am. I am Trey Doran. I'm Gen Proc. And uh, you can follow us on social media, I guess. Uh, we're on Facebook at Facebook slash Nerdentie. We're on Tumblr at nerdentie.tumblr.com. That's right. We have a Tumblr. Heck yeah. Deal with it. And also, I guess we have a Twitter or an X or whatever they're calling it. It just auto-updates with stuff from the site. Actually, it doesn't. I have to manually post those now because yeah, Elon turned broke. off the API. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, so I guess you can follow if you want. Uh, other than that... Uh, Join the Discord and talk at us there. Yeah, Discord. Nerdandtie.com slash Discord. You'll find an invite, and you can talk to us there. And, uh, you know, have a have a good rest of the convention, people in the room. Yeah. And uh, if you're at home and you weren't here, your life is sad and ours is better because we were here and got to see each other in the in the faces, yeah. in the eyes, man. Yeah. That's, you missed out. 
I don't know how to end it. I guess should, should keep I on spocking in, in the free world. Keep on spocking in the free world is what we'll go with there. And thank you guys for coming. Thank you. I know this was. <laughs> I know this was weird. And thank you for tolerating it. Yeah. Thank you for indulging us. Okay. So.